Hi, this is Anna Grace from the Visit Dallas DNA Pro Cycling Team. You're listening to the Puck Fortland Podcast. Is it good? Yes. spike and we'll hear it. I'll try not to yell to you. Please. <laughs> if you feel the need. But... If I feel the need to yell, I'll look away. I'll get it at like a nice level. So that seems pretty good, right? You can still hear, but it's sort of normal. Yeah, it sounds normal. I, I mean, it actually. still sounds like you're in my head. We're in the, we're in the podcast. And I sound like I'm in your head. Yeah, you are. <laughs> you really are. I'm going to get your double ears. Um, Anna Grace <laughs> Christensen. Welcome to the Puck Fortland Podcast. Thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. This is a real honor. I'm very excited to be here. You're the this first. This is my first podcast. Really? Ever. Damn. Well, I did a video podcast once. Doesn't count. Why not? Because it's video. Because it's, it's a video. Yeah. This is radio. Yeah. Only for this the ears. This is the real deal. You have to paint pictures with your words. <laughs> you really <laughs> do. Uh, well, thank you so much for coming to talk to us. You're a part of our... Uh, female February series, um, and not just cyclists, but just girls. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I know girls who are cyclists, so I thought it'd be <laughs> awesome to talk to you because you've been doing some rad freaking stuff and everybody's so proud of you. Oh, I'm so happy to yeah. represent the Oregon bike racing scene. Yeah. You've been doing it for a long time. Yeah. Yeah. How is it going? You feeling good? You're ready for the season? You're in training mode right now? Yeah, I'm training. Where? Everywhere. <laughs> um, well, mostly around here. Yeah. Um, I did do a little training block in Phoenix over the holidays to get some vitamin D. Um, but, yeah, Portland is awesome for training. Yeah. I think of all the cities I've been to, um, urban areas for road riding, this is definitely the best one. Oh, yeah. Yeah. It's awesome here. It's awesome. And people are awesome. I love riding bikes with my friends. Yeah. You're doing, now you're riding with the Visit Dallas crowd right now? Yeah. Or the crew team? It's, um, so we merged. Visit Dallas was a team I rode on last year. Mm-hmm. And our title sponsor is the Visitors Bureau of Dallas, Texas. Mm-hmm. And we merged with another team. So now we're Visit Dallas DNA Pro Cycling. And so, collab. Yeah. Yeah, a collab. And it's cool. We have... Um, <clears throat> some riders from both teams and some new faces. What's really, uh, what people can't see right now when I'm painting a picture of my words is that you're so professional just by, by doing what I was like, please just talk into the mic and all I can see is just your <laughs> eyes. So the rest I'm of I'm hiding. <laughs> Wait, how about now? <laughs> oh man, it's like Maybe that I'll game. sit like this. Yeah. Okay. Maybe you should just kept it so I can, just the corner, but... We'll make it work. This is my good side. So how do you train for rides coming out? I'm going to dive right into it. Yeah, let's dive into it. People want to know. What do, pe- what do the people want to know? Well, I want to know. What's, th- what's the first race you have coming up, or what are you, what are you looking at first on your calendar? Um, we go and do Valley of the Sun in Arizona okay. in a couple weeks. It's on Valentine's Day weekend. Okay. And 
It's not a huge race, but a few pro teams come. <clears throat> and for us, it's our first race, first time to try all the new equipment. And they don't put a cap on the number of teammates you can have. Oh, So there'll be like 10 of us racing. <laughs> and just working together, figuring it out. Yeah. And so that'll be really fun. Did you uh, ride any of those routes when you were down there or... Um, I actually did the race last Can year. Can you speak of that? Oh, so you did. Yeah, yeah, I did the bike race last year, and it was really fun. That probably helps you going into it. Just seems yeah. like a good first event, especially since you did it last year, and it's like, okay, we're gonna. Yeah. We're just gonna try it again. And it's TT Road Race Crit, so it's three days, a little bit of everything, super fun. And also, I got Dan Penner, a mechanic job on our team. So he's coming. That's too. awesome. Yeah. Oh, he deserves that. Yeah. I was like, Penny, what do you want to do with your life? And he was like, I don't know. It'd be fun to be a pro mechanic. And I was like, let me check. <laughs> so it worked out. That's freaking rad. Yeah. Shout out to Penner. Shout Congratulations. Out to, yay, Penner. <laughs> don't fuck it up. Yeah, dude, don't fuck it up. <laughs> That's freaking great. Penner was going to move in here for a quick second. He told me it that. It was like a hot minute. I was just like... This is going to be, what? Hello? And I pick up my phone. He's like, ah, bailing. I was like, oh, okay. It's too, it was a little too far away. Yeah, it would, I guess. It happens. Yeah. What a great house it would be, though. I know. If Penny was here right now. Yeah. <laughs> you got the drum kit still set what up. What would happen? You can still come over if you want to be Airbnb at Penny. Yeah, Penny, you're still invited. So but when you're going back to the racing. Yeah. <clears throat> Does that mean like you're training like Savi's Island all the time or were you yeah, doing flats? Yeah, Savi on repeat. No, uh, so all sorts of different terrain and um, bike racing for me has been an interesting evolution because mm -hmm. I was just a bike rider, like commuter. Oh, we're going to go back. Are we we're later? We're going reverse. We're going to start at the yeah, beginning. We're going to start at the beginning. We're going to get all the way back to Dave <laughs> Alderbase's cat. We're going to go back. Because to it will make all my answers make more sense. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so I used to not race. Mm -hmm. I just didn't have a car and I had bikes. So I sort of was full on bike riding lifestyle. Mm -hmm. um, and then I moved to Portland and met a rad crew and they taught me how to race bikes and how to have fun racing bikes. Right. So that really wasn't your intention, was it? No. Looking into this I didn't. Profession. I was not seeking it out. It found me. Um, and so it's taken a while. It's taken a few years of structured training to really understand how to do that. Yeah. Like do intervals and have a coach and have a power meter. Um, and I would say for the first time this year, I feel like I'm kind of getting good at training. Yeah. And I'm kind of fully in, like I understand it more than I ever have before. Mm -hmm. um, so yeah, I do a lot of riding, all different terrain, just depending on what I need to do, but... West Hill stuff, or today I was on Savi, and I had like two-hour tempo block, which is doesn't sound that hard, but it's hard when you pedal for two hours without stopping, kind of hard. Um, and I usually ride with friends. I've been riding with Jacob a lot this yeah. winter. He's, I call him a super steady pony because he's a super steady pony. Yeah. Just um, him. And he's fun, and he likes my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so. Let's say you're you're not a cyclist and you're listening to this podcast and someone's like, how do you ride your bike without, like, you always are pedaling if it's a two-hour ride. Like, oh. how do you do a two-hour block? Yeah, so usually if you think about just riding your bike casually, let's say, to the grocery store, you'll find yourself pedaling part of the time and then maybe you coast mm -hmm. part of the time and then maybe you're like you know, picking a new song on your iPhone. Or going so then downhill. Going downhill. Um, so when I say a two-hour tempo block, that's pretty much like I don't stop pedaling for two hours, right. even if it's slightly downhill or if I'm going to a corner. So right. it's sort of like no, bre no break. You don't get yeah. a break. And Which Salve's, sounds like really, really obvious, but if you think about it, the next time you're, you're on your bike, oh god, yes, yeah, two think hours. About, like think about every Constant time movement. you coast, but you don't get to coast. Or f and then you get tired. In podcast land, <laughs> go to your go to your gym that you haven't gone to in a while. <laughs> it's January though; everyone goes to the gym in January. Oh yeah, yeah. And get on the the, the stationary bike and just pedal for two hours at, without, at, without stopping. stopping. At all. Salvia Island is really conducive for that, too, because it gives you that ability to do the giant loop. You can go forever, <clears throat> mm -hmm. and you can do all the fingers. We like the middle finger best. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> I'd imagine so. That makes total sense. Yeah. They're hard. It's a hard ride out there. It's never like people people are hammering out there first. That's what yeah. we see a lot of time trialists out there. Yeah. Are any of the races you're in, do you ever get to do like indie time trials? Is that part of your we do. So, we do some time trials, yeah. You're like a pro fucking racer. <laughs> it's like I'm a professional bike racer. <laughs> it's so crazy. It's had to affect your diet too, right? You're, I mean, in getting back into your training, like yeah. you're, that's got to be a huge part of it. Not just like, well. Yeah, you can't feed your body a bunch of shit because then it won't do anything you want it to. Uh, so I eat pretty good food. I yeah. really like burritos and tacos mm-hmm. and ramen and pizza and avocados and eggs. Well, luckily for cyclists, you can eat... Like, you just need fuel. It's, yeah. You know, you're riding for all need, that time. You need to eat a lot of food and drink a lot of coffee. Cheers, by the way. Cheers. How is it? Thanks for the coffee. It's good. It's good. It's a little sweet. It's that creamer. It's, oh, yeah. Sometimes it maybe put too much in. No, it's perfect. I like it. Everything you do is perfect. <laughs> <laughs> you heard it here, folks. You heard it here. You heard it here first. <laughs> Who's your favorite uh, teammate so far? Oh. Loaded question. That is loaded. They're all listening. I know. They're going to hear this. Well, let's say, let's not say favorites. Let's say there are a few that... Um, stand out. Stand out. I'm sure they're all your teammates. They're all my... I love all of my teammates. Yes. They each get a piece of my heart. Mm-hmm. Um, this year, Lauren... Um, you just pissed all the rest of them <laughs> off. <laughs> well, I would say Lauren and Mango and Anna. There's another Anna. Um, are sort of like sisters to mm-hmm. me, so... We just, I mean, just like anything else, you find your teammates or your coworkers or whoever Humor. that you really connect with yeah. um, on some ineffable level, you know? Yeah. Um, you How much call? does people's riding style play into, because you're racing, <clears throat> say you have, I can't make up a name, but I mean, I could make up a name, but make say, up a name. say you have like Sally, <laughs> Squatty Sally, who's yeah, like Squatty sprinter. Sally. <laughs> <laughs> you might not be hanging with her a lot if you're a different, if you're out front or if you're meant to be, you know, yeah. your different tactics on the yeah, ride. Yeah, so. or, I mean, the counterpoint to that is when you have different strengths, those could bring you together. Because if if I'm not good at something and the race is better suited to Sally the squatty sprinter, then I get to lead her out. And so she's on my wheel. And so she trusts me and it's my job to give her the best possibility of winning the race, right? So right. that's what road racing is all about, team tactics. So I don't think that riding style necessarily um, dic- sort like, of helps yeah, dictate you who you really um, right. sort of connect with on your team. I but I'd imagine like hanging out with like jumpy Jessica is a little annoying now. She's always going off. Yeah, Jessica never stops jumping, so that's kind of annoying. <laughs> Wait, I think I'm jumpy Jessica. <laughs> <Maybe>. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I gotta go. I'm going. Go now. <laughs> go now. Go now. Yeah, it's super interesting just to see how you know different people ride, and when you put a team together, a professional team, maybe you have you certainly don't get to choose your teammates, right? Someone yeah. else does that. And so, um, hopefully it works out well. Um, I would say we have a really good chemistry on our team. That's awesome. Yeah. I'm really excited to see how you guys do this year. Yeah. I think the cool thing about road racing too is, um, and this is, so Dave Alderbase is my cycling mentor and Mm -hmm. always will be. Mm -hmm. He taught me everything I know. And he has all these amazing one-liners, but he would say things like, you know, it's not the strongest rider that wins. It's the most cohesive team. And so he sort of like laid my foundation for how I approach bike racing. And mm-hmm. that's so true. You know, you could have, um, if you have a team that doesn't want to lay it all out there for her teammates, you're never going to really get results, you know? Yeah. Um, so if you can ride cohesively and do your plan and really, really do it with a whole heart, it's pretty amazing what can yeah. happen. And that's the part I love about it cycling the road racing yeah dave had a special um saying for us uh me and jose which was i'm not singing out of key jose's playing a b flat not a d minor (laughs) i love it where's of wisdom yeah i'm not out of key jose's not playing the the (laughs) right chord yeah he's like confucius that guy you know so you were uh you were sort of brought up through what was ironclad at the time mm-hmm. which is now the olympic 
Olympia Cycling. Yeah, team. I still consider them to be like my Portland family. Yeah, those guys are huge. They roll. They're like the Portland rollers. <clears throat> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, they're awesome. Um, I'm still super in touch. I'm on the team board and see them whenever I can. Yeah. Probably go to the tattoo party this year. <laughs> What's that about? <laughs> well, they have a, a Selwood tattoo is their tattoo is a sponsor of the team so they do this party where everyone drinks beer and you get a flash tattoo for really cheap so i missed it i always miss it i'm never here they did it last year maybe they've done it two years in a row but sounds fun um super fun so actually today i just texted dave i said can i come he said of course (laughs) that's super rad yeah that's so portland it's so 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 fucking Portland. Oh, shit. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I absolutely love it. Yeah. Do you need more coffee? Um, I've been sort of... Sipping. Sipping. Just sipping. Are you going to give me yours? I'm good. <laughs> I just finished it. So what else is going on? Um... What else is going on? Yeah, what are you into besides bikes? Oh, lots of stuff. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Well, I like to read books. Yeah. So I'm reading a book right now by Dave Eggers, A Staggering Work of Heartbreaking Genius. Oh, yeah? Have you read any of his stuff? Uh, Dave Eggers, I haven't read that, though, yeah. Okay, but what have you read? That's a tough question. I have to Google it. Oh, Google it. Okay. What is the what? Maybe he wrote that book, too. Um... But I also, I have a drawing studio and a kind of janky-ass screen printing set up in my basement. Oh, cool. And I get a lot of ideas um, for things to make, especially t-shirts to print that I think would be funny, Um, mostly for particular friends of mine, not maybe not for the masses. So you can just do one-offs? Yeah. So I love to spend about like five to 10 hours making one (laughs) t-shirt. So I do that whenever I can. Uh, I work full time in addition to bike training full time. Right. Does everybody on your team um, full time? Most, most of the girls do like part time stuff. Yeah. Um, I think there are a couple other ones that work full time, but my com- the company I work for has been really flexible. So they let me work from home a lot so I can train and yeah. work on the road, which is huge. That's awesome. Because cycling's not very lucrative. You heard it here first. <laughs> Newsflash. <laughs> Newsflash. Well, you're, it's almost like, yeah, you're like almost like a musician or someone who's in a band or someone mm-hmm. who can't, who has to go on the road to do their other thing. What do you do? You have to have a job that's totally lenient and very, you know, gives you the ability to just be an adult and be like, here's your workflow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah, it's really nice. And you're out, you're still working out towards the airport? Yeah, I work yeah. for Danner Boots. Yeah. Um, we make a lot of boots here in Portland. This <clears throat> this past winter, because I haven't seen you in a while. It's been quite a while. It's, I know. It's really good I to see you. I was trying it. to think about when I saw you last, I know and we, I couldn't remember. We just ran into each other here and there, but mm-hmm. I know the last time I saw you uh, commuting home, we had the windiest fucking day coming home. <laughs> oh, that's right. And uh, I was in a car, and it was, it was a nightmare. Like I was like, <laughs> God, this is so hard, and I was just sitting in the car, and... Uh, I like looked over and we are right come, you know, coming out from 82nd, but there's like a, there's a group of three lights that are maybe a quarter mile apart. And there was like a crazy headwind and (laughs) you kept up with us every light until like the long stretch. And I kept feeling like there's no way she's going to hold on. You were just like, I looked over and you're commuting home from work. It was dark, you know, winter time. Mm -hmm. And I think you just were in a mode of being like this, I'm going to beat this wind because you were just like, like going for it. And there there was nothing else you can do or you were going backwards. Yeah. And you did. If you're not going forward, you're going backwards. Yeah. So I watched (laughs) it come up every, I'm like, there's no way she's doing it. And then the third light, I sort of was waving, but you didn't even look over. You were just totally just like focused on on commuting. Yeah. It was a, that was a hard commute. Yeah. (laughs) And then I just gave you like the Sammy Sosa when it turned green and we had the long straight. I was just like, you're going to make it. Yeah. yeah. Thank like thank you. Training. Thank you for supporting me yeah. from your car on my bike commute. <laughs> it means a lot. <laughs> we even had a rack. We could have picked you up, but I was like, no, she's I would a, have, she's a I pro. would have uh, politely declined. She's a pro. Your she offer. doesn't need help. She's, <laughs> she's fine. Yeah. I don't want her losing How race. How is she ever going to get strong if we give her b- rides home every day? <laughs> <laughs> I feel bad sometimes for people commuting. 
It's horrible. I, know. I mean, I, d- I need to get it back. I haven't been doing it because I was injured, but yeah. I'm really excited. The little vibrations. Ooh. So annoying. I'm glad you're going to be better soon. Yeah, I'm going to start riding some fat tire bikes. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Good. What do you think about the whole fat bike? <clears throat> fat bikes are cool. Do you have one? No. I rode one once. And it was really fun. They go over everything. I love watching when the guys go out to the... Um, and let me know if you need some water or anything. Just we can just get up and get it. Oh, okay. I don't have to sit here without moving. You can the get on the whole yeah, time. You can get on the drum kit, start playing <laughs> piano and stuff. Oh, good. Yeah. I'm really bad at that. <laughs> oh shit! I forgot what I was gonna ask you. Oh, oh sorry. Bikes. I love oh, seeing yeah. the guys like the. Are you involved at all with the the Komarabi team? I no, I'm not involved, but I admire them from a distance. Yeah, I love. <laughs> They're those. so cool. I love those girls. And I have I don't know all of them personally, but some of them are my friends, are good friends, friends. Yeah. yeah. What and were I think you it's doing? You were involved with some movement. Um, well, I did a project two years ago where I sold a bunch of socks mm-hmm. to raise a bunch of money to send a group of Oregon women to a professional bike race um, because I wanted to provide them a similar opportunity that I had yeah. that was no longer available from a big corporation. Yeah. So through a series of unplanned events, I took on a big project and raised a ton of money and had a lot of help and it was awesome, super successful. And the women had better, a better experience than I even could have imagined they would have. So it was like exactly what I wanted and more. That's awesome. Yeah. It was called PBLRB presented by Let's Race Bikes. Mm -hmm. So Let's Race Bikes is a, pretty cool organization that I was around when the inception started. Um, I won't take very much credit for it, but I was there. Um, and I've been as supportive as I can of it, but they, their whole mission is to get more women racing road bikes. Yeah. And I think the sport can be really intimidating. Um, and maybe especially for women who maybe their boyfriend or their brother rides bikes and, um, Maybe they've had some experiences where they feel really intimidated, mm-hmm. um, especially about racing. Um, and so the Let's Race Bikes is meant to sort of take all those preconceptions away and take all the, um, just make it really accessible. So they pay for races, they do rides. Um, all the women who are actively involved in it are super friendly, know a lot. They've been racing for a long time. Um, and it's been really cool to see you know, new women, even just try racing, you know, if a hundred women try it and three of them stick with it, that's a win, you know, or one or whatever. So yeah. Getting, having to do that all alone. Yeah. I can't imagine that. It's daunting. Mm -hmm. That's really cool. Yeah. I remember the, the let's race bikes socks, that sock game. It works. Yeah, socks and, are so hot right now. And did everybody, uh, did anybody else like pitch in? Like, did you get other donations, not yeah. just from that? Just, yeah, like, so um, actually, Jeremy and Julie of The Athletic mm-hmm. um, helped of made, made the socks. So it was actually Jeremy's idea. I had the idea to find money somehow. Yeah. And I didn't know how to do that um, because I'd never done that before. Mm-hmm. And he said, why don't you design a sock and we'll, we'll get it made for you? Stick then, with what you know. Yeah, and I was like, cool, I can design a sock. Yeah. Um, so he helped a lot. And then Eric Tonkin of Selwood Cycle mm-hmm. Repair um, fully funded the mechanic and the drive there and everything. So that was huge. Costelli did all the kit for us. Um, Isn't it great how Portland's so just like chock full of happy cyclist yeah. people? Everyone that yeah. wanted to make it happen. And they're like, you want to do a cool project? Yeah, we'll help you. Yeah. Um, and then partnered with Let's Race Bikes. Um, and it was just, yeah, it was amazing. And then some people donated. Oh, and Sean of Ruckus Composites yeah. um, approached me when we were sort of like in the midst of the project. And he said, I want to help you. Um, and he repairs carbon bikes. Mm-hmm. He was like, I would like to donate two frames to the cause. We'll raffle them and you can have the money. And he put all of his resources. They did custom paint with our colors and uh, the design of the kit and stuff, and um, we raffled these bikes, and it was actually totally perfect because it closed this little money gap I had. Because I just said I'm going to do this thing without having any clue if it was going to work, if I would make enough money to, you know, send these riders there. It's really expensive to travel and to race bikes, yeah. Um, and so that was perfect timing too. So the 
and he did all the marketing stuff behind the bikes and got good publicity for it. So everybody um, pulls it together. That's the only way you can make it. It's work. the only way you can do anything worth doing. I think is like really good collaboration with really good people. Um, but kudos on you for just getting it rolling because sometimes the biggest <laughs> step is the first. Yeah, and organizing it, like just organizing something like that is really complex. I studied architecture, so I just kind of viewed it as this big design project with a lot of moving parts, mm -hmm. just like any design project or really anything you do, and just started asking people. Once I had sort of like a couple key players say, yeah, we'll help you, then I decided I could do it. Um, with the help of everyone. Joe Martin did help with the kit design. We sort of collabed on that. Um, so yeah, it was amazing. And it all came together. <laughs> That's cool. And if you need to do that again, you can sort of pull that together and if you need to help people. Mm -hmm. Totally. Do you, do you know or still follow anybody that you did help or like yeah. um, success actually, stories? Actually, uh, Beth Ann <clears throat> was race on that team and she's now on my team. Um, so, and then I'm really good friends with the rest of the the women that went to Megan and Brenna and Sydney are all on Olympia cycling. And then Allie, um, Alexander Burton is, uh, I don't see her all that often, but we certainly stay in touch. Um, so yeah, I'm close with all the, all the women that did that project. I got to go. Allie Burton is the follow-up female for the podcast. Oh, good. Yeah. Shout oh, out good. to Allie. She <laughs> confirmed today. <laughs> Yay, Allie. You're going to love talking to her. Yeah, she's amazing. I want to talk about her, like her, I was going to say her, I was going to just say her body. I want to mm, talk about her I body. I want to talk about her body. Her body work <laughs> and, her, and her massages. Because um, she's the best masseuse in the Pacific Northwest. I'll go. Well, yeah. Yeah, I'll stand behind Old that. Old claim. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <I'm>, <laughs> she's, she just really doesn't care that you hurt, and she's yeah. going to get in there and be like, just relax. She knows what's best for yeah. you. Yeah, she's like, I'm like, no, the pain's over here. She's like, it's coming from here. I'm like, but it doesn't <laughs> hurt over there. She's like, trust me, and she's always right. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. And she's a rad racer. And yeah. She is, she's just fast as... She's very fast on a bicycle. Fasty Alley. What would her name be? Hmm. <clears throat> I have to think about it. She's got just Alley. Well, we have to. We were going with alliteration before. Squatty Sally. Dance. What was the other one? Jumpy Jesse. Jumpy Jesse. <laughs> awesome Alley. Yeah. <laughs> just all around awesome. Yeah. Really, I'm really excited to talk to her. I can't wait. <clears throat> I'm excited for female February. Is that wait? Is that what yeah. you were calling it? Yeah. The females of February. Yeah. Yeah. And I think it, it's going to be a lot of cyclists. Yeah. And I think it's like just because I want to sort of I like this I like this topic. It's something you know. Stick to what you know. Mm -hmm. And it's the beginning. It's just sort of the season too. Like February is race season. There's all these amazing riders in Portland. Mm -hmm. And there's anything I can do to bring attention to it, whether it's just through a small you know percentage of people who listen to this, but. Just share, like if you are millions of followers. If you're in Portland, we're racing. You know, mm -hmm. you know, do it. You should come out and race. Yeah, People do should it. Be racing. People or should race riding. their bikes, or just ride your bike. Whatever makes you happy right. on your bike, you should do it. I remember I used to come up here from Ashland and like see everyone in their kits and be like. I was such a hater, but was like, oh, I'm going to get a kit. I can't <laughs> get like, a kit. <laughs> why am I not on a team? I'm like, I wouldn't even hang out with those people. And I was like, hey. Hey, guys. Seeing everybody you look riding. cool. <laughs> then I just got sucked right in. Yeah. What about, there's the new NAMI team. Oh, yeah. What's that well, about? What do you so, know about? That's Megan Gray. She is an Olympia rider that was also did the project I did, the Pupple Herb thing. Yep. Um, purple herb. Purple herb. <laughs> That's what we started calling it. She lives in Seattle and she, well, coming soon, coming in February, she yeah. started her own clothing line. It looks cool. Yeah. So she designed some kits and her slogan is work hard, play hard, be nice. And so um, she could definitely speak more to her mission or sort of idea behind yeah. it, but she loves to have fun on her bike and she loves people. She's very creative, so she wanted to make a kit and just sort of this idea that you can 
just have a shit ton of fun on your bike with your friends. Duh. And that's the best part. Um, and so her website will be launched maybe in a couple of weeks. That's really coming cool. Coming up. So they did the photo shoot last weekend. Yeah, it looked great. So yeah, so you saw some photos of all those beautiful, yeah. beautiful people in her kit. Yeah. Yeah. Super cool. I like that they did it pro too. They're all just like... So pro. They look great. Yeah, they look amazing. Yeah. And she'll have coffee mugs and socks and yeah. a kit to start with. Oh, I'd love to see, like, talk to her in the future. Yeah. Like, see what's been going on. She's a good one to talk to. I saw, um, I saw Brenna. So I was like, oh, Brenna. Yeah. And I was like, oh, what is this? And it's like, if she's involved with it, I like it. It's going to be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. This is what happens sometimes with the dead space. You get that, like, yeah. Yeah. Because if you think about it, this is just like a conversation we're having. This is the yeah. best part about podcasting. Yeah. Because we're just, like, catching up. Why would we be doing this ever if the mics were in front of us? <laughs> We'd probably be drinking a beer in a bar. Yeah, getting a neck tattoo of like Ooh, a neck Casper tattoo. the Ghost. Matching ne- neck tattoos. <laughs> like it hurts. It's what people do in Portland. <laughs> so um, I'm considering going to Boulder right before we go race in Arizona because my teammate Lauren lives there and she wants me to do this race with her called Old Man Winter. Oh, yeah. And it's... It's just a, like a local boulder race, but yeah. they have a lot of money you can win. They have $1,000 for first place and $500 for second place. Yep. So we decided if we won money, we would take it and go get matching tattoos. Fucking sick. So that might happen. I've been to that race. Oh, tell me about it. <laughs> well, I lived in Boulder. Oh, in I my, didn't know. In that. my younger days. Oh, so this race has been going on for a long time. Yeah. Okay. And it's this time of the year, every year, it's just like a jump. And it's so, the altitude, you know, it's like mm. higher altitude. It's like a yeah. great training race and it's hard. Yeah. I but, lived in Boulder for three weeks. I yeah. have a Boulder family. That's awesome. Last August. Yeah. It's a really cool little place. It is a cool little place. It's so out there. It was my first time there. I ate tacos maybe five days a week <laughs> at Taco. <laughs> at a place called Taco. Taco. <laughs> Man, yeah. so here's a story about that race. Tell me. So I'm like a local. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I probably only lived there like two years or whatever. I'm not really from there, but <laughs> I'm thinking like, who are all these people? I'm, you know, getting, I was going to the gym, coming out of the gym, had my headphones on mm-hmm. and was just like, just trying to walk, get out of there. And I, and I wasn't paying attention at all because I was a lot younger mm-hmm. and just dumb. <laughs> So I just went to cross the street and all of a sudden, like, I, I saw this guy out of the corner of my eye and I wasn't sure what was happening. And there was just like a crowd of people and I thought it was clear, but it was a bike race happening. And I wasn't, I was into mountain biking, but not bike racing. Uh-huh. So, you know, like the cross races, they have the guards are like, you can't just jump out there. Like yeah. there's people watching. This guy was doing his fucking job. And I was like, <laughs> right. And they're coming crit style around the corner uh-huh. and it's like the whole pack. Yeah. This guy ran from the opposite side of the road, and I sort of just froze for a second, and he dove tackled me. Oh, my gosh. And we hit the ground. To the ground. And I was like, <laughs> I landed, and I put my hand down to get up, and it was like one half of me was on the curb, and then my other hand sort of went into like the gravel right next to the road, like where the gutter would be. Uh-huh. And as he's laying on me, he's like, just don't move, and he's pinning me down. Here, here come all the bikes, and it's the pro men, and it's just like... <laughs> <laughs> And they're all right, I mean, within inches, you know, uh-huh. like as close as Mike is to my mouth. Wow. And I just like got like a cat. I was like, no. And they were all were like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And it actually like sort of diverted the line. Like whoa. they all went wide because they were like, oh, I'm going to run this guy over. And this guy's saving. <laughs> and he picked me up, pat, dusted me off, was like, are you OK? He's like, is your wrist hurt? And, and then he was just like, you're OK. And was like happy and was like. I'm so sorry. Everyone's okay. It was such a positive experience <laughs> where I was like, I thought he, I thought I was going to get booed, you know? Yeah. Oh, amazing. Yeah. So then I turned around and that was actually the first time where I just was like, huh. And I just waited in that same spot. It yeah. was like, watched him go by again. And I was like, I would have been the biggest jackass in history. You know what I mean? Just to be like, what? Like turn around. I was in like a tank, a tank top, like busted up, like camo shorts. And really ripped. Cause you just left the gym. I was hitting it hard. Yeah. Hitting it hard. Yeah. I could see that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I had like long hair. I look like Bozo. <laughs> it's the worst. I think back of it. I'm like, what a jackass. I'm so happy. Like that guy. I'm so happy yeah. he saved you yeah. from so many things. I want to change the story that I, I turned and he was gone. 
Like it oh, wasn't like a person. You can like a, say that. You can change the story however you want. It's your story. He was my angel. Yeah. Jesus. <laughs> Those guys are fast. And then he disappeared. No one's ever seen him since. He's, but he's there. <laughs> but he's there. Every year he waits. <laughs> he's waiting for you. He just stands right in front of the sun where he's like, is that him? But it's just so, like glary or like yeah. you see a figure, but it's all blinded. Like you're all like, I think that's him. Yeah. My savior. So whoever, wherever that guy is. I hope he's there I hope he's year. listening to this. And he was like, that was fucking me. He like calls me. He's going to call in. you in. Can we take live calls right now? I guess we Someone could. needs to call us. You guys can call us if you need to. If anybody is listening, <laughs> please call us. If you have our number. It's a fail safe because no one, A, is going to call me. And B, can hear us at this point because we're just, we're, we're just We're just recording right now. Yeah. This is not a live podcast. Would it be funny though is when it's on air, we'll get calls. <laughs> I'm so excited. You're going to get calls in the future. All my friends are going to call me. Like, hey, I had a quick question about the conversation. Like, what are you talking? That was a month ago. <laughs> my mom will call. You sounded so great. <laughs> you get along with your mom? Yeah, I do. Yeah. My mom's funny. She's one of the most hilarious people I know. She's super supportive of the bike industry. She bike is. World, she loves the she of the bike racing. Yeah, she loves to watch the bike races, and she likes to describe it. She's like, "Oh, when you're standing next to the bike riders and they go by you, it's like the most energy you've ever felt." She really she tells good stories. You should ask her if you ever meet her sometime about the bike racing. It's she does it. She tells it way better than I do. She's passionate. She's very passionate. Yeah. Yeah, they love it. And they love to know about all of the strategy and tactics. They're like, whoa. I've, I've actually explained a lot to them, like yeah. watching races or something. And they think it's really cool. Both my parents. Talk Not just my mom. <laughs> mom and dad. Sorry, dad. I Shout love you too. <laughs> Brothers and sisters, do you One have? brother. Yeah, he's married. And I have two nephews. Oh, cool. Yeah. Tell us a little bit about like strategy, getting into like... Yeah. Uh, the most concise way to think about it is like high speed chess on wheels. So every person on your team, it's, it's really cool. So before the race, whatever the race is like, we have a plan and we know, okay, we have, let's say we have eight riders. So maybe we want to keep two of them really fresh for the end. Like they have the best chance of winning the bike race, let's say. Okay. So then all of the rest of us have a particular job to do. Um, and it's sort of like chess where, you know, like the pawn may seem sacrificial, but it may be the most important piece to the overall success of, of the queen. Right. Um, so that analogy works. And so we have a plan and your plan, you go into the race and you try to anticipate what the other teams are going to do. So then all these other teams have their plan and then you go together. So then there are a hundred people and maybe there are 10 teams and, everyone's reacting to everyone else's plan. So it's this very fluid, very intense, like super interesting thing that unfolds every time. And they are definitely like a palette of usual things that happen in bike racing and strategies and stuff, but that stuff changes like in an instant. Um, So being perceptive is really helpful, being able to sort of read the race and read what's going to happen and anticipate it and then, you know, do something that's really good for your team. but you're also basically trying to get every other team more tired than your team by the very end of the bike race. Um, so that's, yeah. That's, yeah, but sort of by like ruining their strategy or watching. Yeah, yeah you sounds, really want to. It's wanna, a lot you really like wanna, jazz or it's, a, it's very organic. It's like mm-hmm. a living, that's, you know, when you watch uh, any bike race or hear like good commentators, they're like, it's like a living, breathing beast, like the Peloton yeah. and the whole race in itself. Yeah. And I can imagine like you're, like music or like anything, you need to know the a the conversation, which is the race. Mm-hmm. You know, you need to know like what's possible, and you have to be prepared for every like almost every situation. Mm-hmm. And I love that factor, especially in races that stand out when you you know when you watch them. Um, mm-hmm. I haven't done like any bike racing, but I can sort of imagine you know from watching that you see sort of a strategy happening, and then somebody does something where you're like every team's out the window. You're like, what the fuck? Why would he do that? <laughs> or she, and now what do we do? And they're uh-huh. like, we have to readjust. Like now it's a whole different game and yeah. you almost can reel it back and get back in your control by covering stuff and yeah. you know, this back and forth for. And there's usually a team or two teams that end up sort of controlling the race in a way. Like maybe they're the strongest or they're being the smartest or 
whatever. And um, I also think of bike racing as sort of, it's this narrative, it's a story that's playing out. And so like the, I like to make interesting stories. Like I think about that a lot with bike racing um, and how you can make a really crazy cool story with your teammates. Like everyone's, you know, like maybe this girl does something amazing and she has like the best ride of her life and everyone remembers, you know, like that really gutsy move and maybe they don't win, but they're the one that people are talking about because like she did something so incredible and so gutsy and like you just, you feel like super stoked for her. Yeah. Um, or maybe the team or whatever. So um, yeah, it's a narrative that's always sort of unfolding and changing and um, you got to be quick on your feet. How much has training been... Uh, are you more consistent now that you're more like in this regiment training, riding, training, riding, racing, and then you get into this flow where you, I'd, I'd imagine that you get to know your body better and you know, a, the limits of your, of yourself now, like, and what you can push, but do you have less days where you're just like, where you just drop completely off, you know? Yeah. Um, I would say like, it's pretty scientific, like the training and racing and the fitness and fatigue and all that stuff is like pretty well tracked yeah. by my coach. Um, and so, yeah, you certainly, I mean, cycling so cumulative. So, you know, like it takes years and years and years to even get to a point where you can realize your full potential just physically. Um, so years build on, you know, years of training and racing build on each other. So mm -hmm. you're, you're always getting better to a point, right? So I'm still on that upward trajectory of like getting better at training, racing more, like your body remembers all that stuff. Um, so it's super interesting to look at, you know, two years ago, what my body felt like and yeah, what yeah. my mind felt like doing training and racing. And, and now to me, it feels a lot more organized just because I've done it enough that I have a certain muscle memory around training right. and I know what races feel like. And I don't really get very nervous anymore. Like my first pro race, I was so nervous. Right. Um, and then you do it a few times and then you're like, okay, so you get sort of a confidence through experience and mental preparation. And yeah. Um, I've had days where, and this isn't, for, you know, like because I'm going to race or anything where, mm -hmm. but I've rode a lot the last month, you know, I've, I've ridden and felt great mm -hmm. and then had, you know, a day where I'm like, I'm going out, I'm going to go to bed early, mm -hmm. eat pasta and I'm <laughs> going to show up tomorrow and just kill it yeah. and been like cry baby the whole yeah. time. Then there's been days where I've been so hungover and was just like, <laughs> we're riding and I'm like, I'm not going to go. And then they come and get you. Uh -huh. And I've like literally like had the crossed eye and just been like, even, and no matter how much water I'm going to drink or like noon tablets, <laughs> I'm done, you're you know, screwed. and then I've, I've gone away in, in senses of like the team ride, you know, yeah, like we're yeah. still stopping at like stop signs, but like, yeah, but you're crushing, like I've had rides hung. So like still drunk where I, I was like, I think if I was in a race, I could get top three. Like it was just like <laughs> my body would not feel pain yeah. and you just kicks in where you're like, he's going. Yeah. So you, I mean, you try to under like be able to control those variables as much as possible but Drinking you still have those the days night before. yeah like sometimes <laughs> like you know if you get really drunk tonight you are gonna feel terrible in the morning but you also might have the best ride of your life that's i mean that's also shoot. the cool thing is that yeah no matter how much you prepare and do everything right sometimes you have a shit day yeah your body and stops everything around that like it's such a mental game bike racing is just like so mental so if you you know, if you let that really get you down and, you know, you're crying after your race or something and you don't, I mean, you have to know, like, you're going to have a shit day on the bike from time to time, no matter how prepared you are. Maybe your training's been perfect. You've been feeling good. You ate all the right things and maybe you're just flat that day. Um, and the, you know, the other side of that is true too. You might feel so tired. Maybe it's like the sixth day of a six days of racing and you, you're like, I have shit legs today. And then something happens, something clicks and you feel amazing and you could have the best ride you've ever had. So, I mean, that's, what's so cool about, I think sport in general, but like cycling, you know, you, you don't know. So you just gotta like, it's, I think as long as you give it full effort all the time, like I know for me, I've had some awful days where I get dropped and I wonder if I'm going to make it out of here alive. Yeah, that's a little worse. <laughs> Sometimes I've wondered, oh, I think a wild pack of animals may come and take me on this mountainside today. I might not ever make it home again. Um, but you just keep fighting, you know, and like 
for the most part, you are going to lose at bike racing 99.9% of the time, <laughs> no matter how good you are. Um, and there's something about it that keeps you coming back, you know, like that little bit, that little taste of success mm-hmm. or improvement or whatever it is, like a taste of victory or glory. You just, Getting it's it enough, right. you yeah. know, it can fuel you. Are you allowed to um, say that you, are you mountain biking still once in a while? Yeah. Can you, I is love that, mountain biking. Is there like a, a clause on your team where they say a certain time of the year, like stop mountain biking? Cause um, it's, well, it's, you can, we don't have any clauses for mountain biking, but, um, Basically, we can't do anything dangerous. Like, I can't really, shouldn't really go skiing. Right. um, Or snowboarding or maybe, like... Roller skating. Roller skating. Maybe I shouldn't, like, perfect my front flip right now. Trampolines. Um, (laughs) Trampolines are dangerous. Those little scooty things that everyone's fallen on. Oh. The, what are they called? Oh, the, um... The hovercraft board, yeah, the hoverboards? I, yeah, yeah. Maybe don't do those. Maybe no. don't start skateboarding right now. Mm-mm. Maybe in the Fruit off. Booting. Maybe in the off season. Um, but mountain biking's fine. For I mean, I probably won't, you know, go off any sick jumps. Yeah, but at least it's the same uh, uh, discipline. Yeah, and it's a really good mental break when yeah. I come home from racing blocks. Yeah. I go out and ride my mountain bike at least once. Just It's a totally different headspace. You're still cycling, so you're still using the same muscles, right. but everything feels different, you know? I think it's beneficial for ro- for roadies especially. Yeah, and you, you get, know? you know, those skills, like those different bike handling skills. I mean, there, you know, there have been crits where I jump a curb and ride on the grass through spectators and jump back into the race to avoid a crash or to avoid something a lot worse than doing that. So to be able to just have that intuition on the bike, you right. get that from dirt riding for sure. Which seems impossible when you first get on a, ro- a mount or a road bike mm-hmm. and they're like, I need to jump up the curb or <laughs> how to do it right. Cause it's not the same. Yeah. But it's, it's not it, the same, but yeah, you have to get like, you still have to get up and over. Yeah. And you don't have time to think about it. Like no. you just, it's all reaction in those moments where mm-hmm. you're avoiding something potentially pretty bad. I rode a trail, uh, used to ride these trails in Alamuchi, New Jersey is where I grew up. And we had this great uh, trail system that eventually turned into like that 24 hours of Alamucci. And it's like, oh, a, cool. it's an event now. It's like uses the whole park, Stephen State Park. And I rode this trail every day, you know, yeah. every day. Yeah. Loved it. No full suspension. You know, it was just like, it was right when like front forks came out. <laughs> you know, I had like a Manitou front fork and a mount, hardtail mountain bike. And I was coming down the this little section that was all overgrown, you know, like high weeds and stuff yeah sweet single track and a tree had fallen and it was just like across the trail and by the time i got to it and saw it, it was like i was going too fast Uh-oh. and i bunny hopped this thing <laughs> and cleared it but it was because it was such a like you're either gonna die or do yeah, it do that or i didn't, die, didn't think moments. about it yeah. I, I did like sweet ass bunny hop like it was like Maybe your best one ever. Would well, I you couldn't say? do it again. No. I, w- I went back and like tried it and like wouldn't even attempt it. Like oh. I, even even though I did it and 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 made it, yeah, I couldn't do it again. Yeah, be- because a I couldn't I wouldn't go at it that fast. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like totally. mentally, I'd be like, yeah. I can't. You'd think about it too much. Yeah, if you're like, like, I'm gonna do a sick bunny hop, you'd be like, No, yeah. it's a terrible idea. Coming in too hot. Like <laughs> too hot. Yeah. yeah, I had a similar experience bowling recently. <laughs> okay, here we go. This is where it happens. Uh, we can get into the 45 minute mark. <laughs> so I was bowling at this work event, and I work at Danner Boots, and all of our outside sales reps were in town. So, you know, from all over the country, and. I like to bowl, but I, it would, you know, like through no stretch of the imagination, am I a good bowler? Um, and so it was like our second game or something. And I'm doing that thing, <laughs> I'm doing that thing where you, your first one looks really good and it hits all the pins except for the two that are furthest away from each other. Okay, not quite that dramatic. It was one in from that, but still, it was like a split. I don't know. I don't know any bowling terminology. We'll call it a split, maybe. And so it's pretty hard to to make both of those fall over for a spare. Um, and I was up there doing my, my routine. I'm about to go, and they're yelling at me. They're like, Anna. And I'm like, what? And I turn around, and one of the sales rep from um, Louisiana, I believe is where he lives, or Alabama, he pulls out a hundred dollar bill. He says, "You make this, I pay you hundred dollars." And I was like, "Cool." And I go back and I fucking hit it. Like I would never be able to do that ever again. And everyone was like, 
no one could believe it. It, it was, was yeah. awesome. They were so stoked, and I ran over and grabbed the money. Yeah, <laughs> she works hard for the money. <laughs> <laughs> and I briefly considered um, quitting cycling and going into bowling. It <laughs> 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 apparently pays pretty well. <laughs> But I know what you mean. There's no way I'll ever hit that shot again. Right, but you did it. It was just yeah. Like it was just in that moment. You're like, okay, cool. Yeah, watch Bam. this. Bam, boom. Yeah. I love when the magic happens. That was the magic. That yeah. was the magic stuff. And to have everybody there too would just flip out. And they like, freaked yeah. out. And everyone talked about it for days. They're like, I heard you made a hundred bucks yesterday. I'm like, yeah, I made a hundred bucks. I'm a professional bowler. <laughs> it's true. You've been paid. I've been paid. Where was that? Uh, where did you guys bowl? Was we it were like at, interstate? Oh, it was far away. It was um, in Washington, that state that's just north of here. I've never heard of it. Uh, Big Al's is the name of the place. Oh, it's okay. actually super fun. They have a huge arcade. I did ski bowl for the first time. Um, found a little bit of success in ski bowl. It's hard to tell because like you don't really know if you're doing good compared to anyone else. You just get tickets that come out. Yeah, they just come out. A lot of tickets, but then when you turn your tickets in, you can buy like one slap bracelet. Yeah. For hours of ski ball. <laughs> ski ball is the one with the has the little circles. Yeah, and you go boop, and then you're trying to get to the hundred every time. Yeah. Yeah, you try to get the 100 or 500 or whatever's in the middle that's hard to get. I like to go average. So I like to go straight and like try to at least get like the dead center one, which is like 40 or 50, mm, not yeah. go for the 100, but like yeah. just get more points that way than going risky. Yeah, sometimes I like to go all in, just put it all out there, see what happens. Just for 100? Go for the 500. <laughs> I have $200, so you can't do it. <laughs> yeah, apparently I'm very motivated by money. <laughs> I don't think that's true. <laughs> <laughs> you So you're all your, uh, what kind of uh, bikes are you riding this year? Oh, we're riding Orbea bicycles. How do you like those? They're really nice. Yeah. Um, I know you have to say that about your sponsor stuff, but I actually really, it's probably, you know, like the best fitting, lightest, like very responsive yeah. road bike. Um, and the TT bike is new this year. Um, and it has custom paint that matches the stripes on our kit. So that's rad. I mean, if you feel fast and you match your bike, you're probably going to have a fun time. <laughs> yeah. You're 80% of the way there. Yeah. And I also have a mountain bike that they make and it's super fun. What are the uh, differences that you can talk about? Like how do you, how do you get used to getting on the time child bike? Cause it is a, oh, quite yeah. a different beast. It's way different. Um, and I actually have a, a, a theory about time trialing. And no one really agrees with me that knows anything about time trialing, but I'll tell you it. Okay. Um, so the TT bike feels totally different. It's built just for speed. It's just for going fast. It's not for turning. It's not for riding in a pack. It's not for going down hills. It's just to go fast. Everything about it. Um, so I have this theory, you know, like if you get a new bike, for example, you have new bike syndrome where you have like 5 to 10% increase in power. That's what I say. So I feel like the time trial bike is so fast and it feels so fast when you're on it that if you never ride it and you only ride it for racing, you have an advantage because you're so stoked to be on such a fast bike like, that you don't think about anything else. You just go really fast. Um, but most people do a lot of training on their time trial bikes. <laughs> like the people that win time trials actually... <laughs> They actually do a lot of training because it's a totally different position. You're like very closed off in the front yeah. because um, you're meant to be. You have to like balance the ability to put a lot of power out with the ability to be very aerodynamic. So you have to like figure out what's best for you and everyone's a different shape and different proportions and all that. Right. So Dialing into And I'm sure the muscles that you're using by staying in that fixed position are sort of trying to stay streamlined for, mm -hmm. say, it's like an hour time trial or whatever, yeah. you know. Um, what are stand, what are time trials usually um, like length most, most of the TTs we do are not an hour. They're mostly maybe twenty to forty five minutes. Yeah. Um, and they're usually like you know they're part of a stage race, so they're many days of racing. So I mean, it is actually a lot better to do training on your TT bike so your muscles get used to <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. So you don't fuck your legs for the road ever, race they, next um, day or something. Are they uh, team time trials or are they just individuals? Oh, we mostly do individual time trials. Yeah. Um, Cause that seems a little dangerous too. Like getting yeah. all your teammates in a time trial routine. Yeah. It's, I think the team time trial as a discipline is one of the most interesting. It's yeah. sort of like the ultimate 
team sport. It's like the epitome of everything we talk about. And it's so you have to have so much trust for your teammates because you can't break. You have to be really tight um, and just you have to act as one unit together. Um, I've never done a team time trial. I would like to sometime. Um, the Actually, the U.S. just added team time trialing back into the championships. So now teams are focusing on it and it's a big event at Worlds and stuff. Um, so I don't know if I'll be doing one this year, but, um, our team will probably be doing a team time trial at some point, but none of our stage races so far have had a team time trial. Um, I think that will probably change at least for like the very high yeah. level, like the yeah. world cups or something. Maybe they'll do some of that. And it's so fun to watch. I love watching it. It's so geeky, but it's amazing. Yeah. There's such a, um, a commitment to, just be trusting your buddy not to take your, yeah, you know, or just try to stop. Yeah. And there's a lot, I know the team, I mean, the teams that are winning worlds are competing for gold at yeah. worlds and stuff. They're doing like th- at least three camps a year for team time trial. So it's all about the order of the riders and who's, you know, better suited for this yeah. part to take and their pull. And those bikes are so and, freaking light too. And they're so light and they're, they're so poppy and very crazy. like, boing. like yeah. they see when people, when you, un, when you, see somebody crash and it's unfortunate you never want to see somebody no. crash but on time trial bikes it happens a bunch mm-hmm. and it seems like they if they wash out or just get like a little rock and be like doink like those things they're just like whoosh. once you yeah. get it sideways the, or the wind blows because it's so yeah. meant just to go straight and you can get blown around especially some of the smaller women that you know maybe yeah. they weigh 100 pounds a windy day with a disc you're <laughs> You're at the mercy of the wind. You just like hope that you don't get blown off the road entirely. Yeah, it could happen. <laughs> yeah, I like nuts. seeing the I like seeing the people out in Salvi training or just trying to catch them or when they go by you mm-hmm. and you're like I'm gonna I'm gonna jump on her wheel. Yeah. And they just ride off. You're I know. Like, Jacob was on his TT bike today, so yeah. I did the thing where I had to like try and keep my effort steady. But if I rode next to him, I was going way too hard. If I rode behind him, it wasn't hard enough. So I kept like popping in and out of his slipstream. And it was really fun to like play that game and feel the difference, you know? Right. So. Get a little help when you need want it to, yeah. but then make it harder. Get a little help from your friends when you need it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's freaking rad. And what's his last name? Who are you talking oh, about? Oh, Jacob Rathy. Yeah. Who's He's he riding for? He rides on Jelly Belly. Oh, cool. Yeah. Do you know him? No. Maybe not. He's young. <laughs> I guess he's like 24. Yeah. He's been riding That's bikes young. since he was really young um, and racing professionally for a long time, like since he was 20, maybe. Yeah. So maybe younger. He went, I mean, he went to Europe when he was younger, like in his late teens and stuff. Um, so he's been a bike rider his whole adult life. He's a close buddy. Yeah. He's really fun. That's awesome. Um, he's super calm. He's sort of like the, maybe the most even person I've ever known. Like he pretty much never gets upset or mad or yeah, he's just always even like he'll get excited about stuff, but he won't like, he's very monotone. So you can't tell. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, he's fun. He's a good kid. That's awesome. Yeah. What else do you have going on? What's coming up? What's your next like say the first part of this winter look like for you coming mm. in the spring where are you going to be what are your big races you're going to be doing and what yeah. are you excited for so i will be we'll go i'll be going to phoenix in a couple of weeks for right. the first race and we're doing we'll be there for a whole week valentine's um, so day weekend valentine's day weekend come back to portland on valentine's day and then i race two weekends after that at in chico california mm-hmm. um, which is another super fun there's a gravel section in the road race um, oh, so this year, um, I get to be on gravel squad and there are only two of us on my team, but, um, our other title sponsor DNA, uh-huh. um, they they make cycling clothes. Oh yeah. 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 Um, and it stands for dirt and asphalt and that's how they got their name. Um, and they sponsor a couple of the gravel grinders, like the, the rogue Roubaix, yep. mm-hmm. um, and crusher and the tusher. And so Lauren and I get to go do those two races and I'll have to say I'm maybe the most excited for the, gra- I love gravel on my road bike. Yeah. It's and you're so from fun. Pacific Northwest. Yeah. Like, that's what we do. Of, yeah. yeah. Um, so I'm super, super stoked for March is the, uh, rogue Roubaix in Louisiana. So we'll go to that. And then, um, Redlands is kind of the kickoff of the, uh, first big stage race, the NRC calendar in early April. And, um, our team's actually sending a group of riders to Spain this year at that same time. I'll be here, 
Um, but six of the of my teammates will get to go to Spain and do a three day race over there, um, which will be really cool. Yeah, that's super fun. Yeah. Any last words for any inspiring uh, women who want to do what you do? Just like stay in bed, or yeah, just uh, stay in bed. <laughs> uh, yeah, if you want to try racing and you're in Portland, especially check out Let's Race Bikes. They do a Monday night ride every week. Um, even if you're like, oh, I'm not fast, whatever, it doesn't matter. No drop. There's always someone faster than you, and there's always someone slower than you on any given day. And everybody waits around here for you. Yeah, and it's very inclusive, super fun. Even if you're just curious about it, check it out. Um, and there's just a really supportive, great group of women racers in this town. Maybe, like, the best that I've heard of. Um, and I've been around, and I've asked a lot of questions. Um, so, yeah, just keep riding your bike and keep it fun. You know, like don't ever take yourself too seriously. You can take what you're doing really seriously and be very passionate about it. Um, but remember at the end of the day, like you're riding your bike because it's fun. Um, and I think you'll find great success. Thank you so much. Anna Grace Christensen for coming on the Puck Fortland podcast. It's been really fun. Thanks for having me. Your cobweb that is of your mind.